Okay, I'm going to catch this one in stride about as much as I can. It is Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. May 12th, 1-2, 2021 2-1. Here we go. So it's Wednesday. That's hump day. I do send the Geico commercial of Mike, 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 guess what day it is. Hump day. I do like sending that. I don't think that gets old. It probably does, but I like to keep it alive as much as I can. So, good week so far. The reason I wanted to do one tonight, I wanted to take a little bit, uh, take a note of how my week is going. One main objective, where's my where's my head at? Where's my mind at? What's, what's kind of going on up there? What's going to come out? Kind of where am I? And then the second would be I'm going to... New Orleans for the first time this weekend. So flights tomorrow, Thursday, May 13th, 2021. And I'll be there till Sunday. So pretty excited. Never been. I've been talking to a couple of people who have been there and they've given me a couple ideas on, on where I can go and what I can get myself into. I kind of want to run there. I think that would be kind of fun. I just signed a lease in Lincoln Park. And I'm I think of that after I talk about wanting to run because the one thing I'm excited about that I think is going to make the amount that I'm paying very reasonable is Lakeshore Drive. I think that that's going to make that whole experience worth it because I'm running now. I'm getting out there. I'm kind of figuring out how to run comfortably and being able to do it more and more consistently without it being like the most damaging thing to my knees or my lower back. And listen, I can't sit here and say that I believe in like the Big Bang. And I think that that's a really cool idea. And like the agrarian periods, the agrarian period. If You don't know what the agrarian period is. Apparently after Homo sapiens became Homo sapiens from sapiens and Neanderthals and agriculture started to develop, the agrarian period was like all there was. And so agrarian is a time where there was land being cultivated. So I'm listening to this audio book and agrarian period is just always brought up. But... Apparently, agrarian period means that if you believe in that, which I'm just kidding, but I'm what I'm saying is I can't believe in like some structure to life, some order of life, and then be like, I'm superstitious. So I say that because I've been running consistently without any issues, and I don't stretch before I run. I don't do it. I wear these little like ankle, I just Googled, when I worked with UPS, I had to wear these Timberland boots, which I thought were really cool, pretty expensive. So if you ever see somebody uh, repping some Timberlands, that's a pretty penny to get those puppies. So I got the Timberlands because I was like, when else am I going to have to buy quality work boots? I wanted to be comfortable. And the only other boots I'd ever owned was like a $40 pair from Walmart that I got when I was at Marion because I mentioned this in in a recording when I was going through the recruiting process. I would wear those. Apparently at a Catholic school, it's either potato shoes from Birkenstock, boat shoes, or work boots. I don't know how work boots got in there, but they snuck in and you could wear them. So I wore them and I was an inch and a half or so taller when the college coaches would come to visit. So I got Timberland's and breaking those boots in, whoa, that was painful. So it shot my Achilles tendon. Didn't know what to do about it, so I ordered these little like ankle. It's almost like um, a subdued version of when you're an athlete and you get your ankles taped. So it's just a little bit of compression right around your your heel. So I wear those, but I don't stretch. So I don't want to say that. I hope I don't jinx myself. Because I can't sit here and be like, well, monkeys, am I right? And then 
think superstitious. So I've got to pick a lane and I've got to stay in it. And I think I've got to, I've got to stick with this one. Now, that being said, I do have hope. I have a lot of hope. And I think hope is something you can't really explain in a genome. I think hope is like, what is that? I mean, that's like the human spirit. That's pretty wild. So yeah, I guess that's where my head's at to, to get started at least, which is exciting. I think that this is like a good, I always say it, it's a good exercise. It's just good to see, okay, let, let the mind run wild a little bit. Don't go too far off. Like have some string of thought, have some sense of like where you're going, what the direction is, and don't get too lost in the weeds. So that being said, I think what I want to do is discuss briefly, briefly, what the hell a studio is, who made them, why do they become a thing, and are they worth the cost? Because I like that things are all right there. You don't have to, you get, you take like four steps and you're in like a whole different part of like what you can do in a room. Okay. Now, what I had no idea was such a rare commodity was this in-unit washer dryer ordeal. I mean, growing up, I, I wish, I wish mom and dad would have given me the little sit down and been like, hey, hey, young buck, you see these machines right here? They're scarce after 23. So good luck. Enjoy them now. But, you know, you're going to have to weigh some odds. I was looking for apartments and I was like, okay, so here's the deal. I either get a decent place where I can park consistently and not have to worry about driving around for a parking spot. But now I've got to figure out what the closest laundromat is. And then I've got to think about where do you even get quarters? I know you can get quarters at laundromats, but the thought of like, now I've got to be a big quarter guy and I've got to be like the Ziploc quarter guy. Or do I get a coin purse? I want to get a coin purse. Be the big Ziploc quarter guy. But I got to find time to gather up my laundry, to go to the laundromat, to do my laundry, to then gather the folded clothes, bring it back. And God forbid... One week, I don't time it up nicely, and I don't have any clean clothes. And in order to clean any clothes, I've got to sit in a laundromat for like two hours. First world problems, am I right? So I find the in-unit washer. Parking might be, might be a struggle, but location is great. I've always wanted to live, I think... In Lincoln Park, I think I've always wanted to live there. And I'm, I say that because I'm deducing what I always wanted out of living in the city growing up, what I experienced living in Wicker Park, and then kind of piecing all that together and thinking, okay, I think Lincoln Park was the spot. So studio, first kind of awakening to that existence of that being an apartment option. And that's not even that bad compared to some of the places you could look at and like a high rise, like the high rise prices. And then we're even talking Chicago versus New York. I was talking to somebody about New York and the prices that they pay there. I mean, it's just the amount of space, but the amount that it costs you is just the, the difference from what you think growing up is astronomical. But here's the weird thing. Even in Wicker Park with what I was paying, I've been here for a year. And just even in the last four months, I've had moments where I've like walked around and I see like a, a shop or something or like, like a service place where I'm like, I get it. You pay these high rents because everything's in walking distance and it's so close to get things done. And I think that Wicker Park was a great first place for me to live because it was kind of like the city with a little dash of suburb because there's a little bit more space and it's not like you're getting thrown right into the heart of Chicago. Lincoln Park now, interesting, it's by DePaul. 
It's got a lot of greenery, which is pretty cool. And it's by the lake. And because I've been running a lot more, I'm pretty excited because I've biked over on Lakeshore Drive. I'm really excited to, to hit the running lanes. I've only biked. I've only done the biking lanes. So I'm excited to hit the running lanes. I'm excited to see what that's about. And then here's the icing on the cake. My little girl, Lucy Baby. I have visited the lake multiple times on the concrete slabs because the beaches have been closed and they might be open now, but I haven't been there since. And I see all these dogs walking up and down those concrete slabs. And I just think if I could get Lucy here. Now I did get her there once. My dad actually got me. I don't know if it was like a half house or like a apartment warming present or what, but I told him that I looked into getting like a carriage, a bike carriage for Lucy. And so the one that I looked at was like, it was, it was just under a couple hundred bucks. So it was nice though. I mean, it has, it has like a couple big tires and like this big space that she could uh, sit in. Well, he was nice enough, heard that I wanted it. And was like, all right, it's on its way. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Thank you. That's amazing. I really appreciate that. I set it up thinking Lucy's going to be such a good girl. She's going to enjoy every minute of that ride. She's going to love the fact that I'm, I didn't leave the apartment and we're still like we did, but she's with me. She went full puppy mode and yelped and whined and cried and just hollered the way that I haven't heard since she first came home when she was a puppy those first two weeks. I mean, she went from 12 years old because it was last summer, so she turned 13 in March. She went from 12 years old. She might as well have been three months with the sound she was making because she did not like being in that carriage. Now, it's interesting. At first, I thought, Lucy, just toughen up. Quit being a little baby. And then I had, I was actually biking with somebody, and they saw that her tail popped out of the thing. So I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So it's probably not comfortable at all. So then what I did was I put a little dog bed in there and she was like a, a princess in her little, her little chariot still yelping, whining. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was because she was so close to the road and there were cars going past. I don't know what kudos to everybody. If you see their dog in some of those and the dog's acting pretty, pretty good, not yelping, not, not having any issues, pretty confident, pretty awesome dog. Lucy, on the, on the other hand, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to use that thing again because it doesn't even have like a seat that you could maybe repurpose for a child. Okay. Not trying to get too down the timeline here, but even if I wanted to sell it, I can't advertise it as like versatile for child as well. It's just an open space. It's meant for a dog. And the one dog that I thought would love it the most doesn't want anything to do with it. So the point is, that was the best shot I had living where I live now to get her to the lake, to walk her, but with half a brain with how she reacted the first time, I'm never going to put her in that again. Now, that being said, I'll probably try to do it one more time. I'm kidding. It, it's, you know what the worst part was? Well, second worst, worst part, he, like hearing the pain that she was going on in her head and just the, the chaos that was ensuing around her. But then the second thing was nobody likes to be that owner that is driving around or biking around with that, that kind of a noise coming behind. It's like, Oh God, Lucy, you're making us look bad. What are you doing? So now I can just walk her there. So I'm excited about that too. So I think it's going to be a good summer. I've been traveling a lot more for work and it's opening up now because this time last year, I think that that's what's standing out. Of course, the most is this time last year as it was warming up, all the shutdowns were in effect and I wasn't going anywhere. And so to have it be warm now and to actually be traveling a lot more, it's crazy. I, it's like the, I know there are other jobs I gotta stop. I even hesitate saying that because I, I like what I do, and I, 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 I think I just have to take a second and be like, okay, 
what's the perspective here? But this is good because this is coming out and this is kind of where my head's at. So I'm always going to invite these moments. But coming home and just appreciating, oh, opening the home door and just coming in, putting the stuff down, emptying out, you know, the, the carry on and, and just, I don't know, just appreciation for it. I just didn't have that for a while. And so I am traveling a lot more. And I think that where I'm moving to is going to take that and then multiply it because it's just, it's such a relaxed area. Even driving around there to go see the apartment, that was a big shift for me is shift. <laughs> I hope that F got in the first time I tried to say that. But that was the biggest shift for me is being around Lincoln Park. It's just, it's a lot more calmer, at least when I was there. And I think that that might make parking difficult because it does look kind of enclosed because of all the trees, which which is just really nice. But then there's the university there, which is going to be really good too. But I don't know. I'm excited about it. I really like that. So the place that I'm at now in Wicker Park, what was unique about it was my roommate, my buddy, he found it. And it worked out really well for him because of where he was moving from. But it used to be an Airbnb. So everything that they needed for their Airbnb, couches, they had a couple beds. I brought my own bed because I've got a, uh, a Tempur-Pedic. You're not not going to bring your Tempur-Pedic even if there's a bed waiting here for you. So it was completely refurbished. Refurnished? Refurbished. If refurbished is not a word, and that comes out sounding like flubber, I'm doomed. But all the furniture was here, and we refurbished. Oh, my God. That's going to bug me so much. I could Google it now, but I'm just going to keep rolling through. So we even had plates and silverware. We had everything. So, one, I've got to buy a lot of that stuff for where I'm moving into. But, two, I don't have to move a lot, which is really nice. So I'm really just going to do the closed move where everything stays on the hangers, and I'm going to bring it over. So that'll be good. And I've already kind of, there's like an alley that I can move everything through. So, you know, it'll be uh, good. It's a good time to move. It's, you know, good weather. Hopefully it doesn't rain. But if it does, still, not too bad. I'm not too worried about it. And I was looking at a place. There were a couple places. Well, I had someone who helped me out immensely to the point where I don't even know if I'd be anywhere close to saying, yes, I'll sign. And that was just, inc- I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin to piece together how I lucked out to have somebody help me through that process. But what kind of happened more recently that was just interesting with the rent and kind of signing all the, the lease forms is because this building does allow pets, but there's a pet fee. It was a $500 pet fee. Well, Lucy's registered as an ESA, an emotional support animal. And we registered her when it was years ago. And I've, I've gone to the doctor, you know, after I, I took uh, Adderall in college for for diagnosed AD, ADD, ADHD. Um, I'm one of them. I think it might have been ADHD. I don't take it anymore. I just drink Greek coffee and try to busy my mind. But the... Uh, as far as anxiety goes, I, I did go to a doctor, I think it would have been I think like 2018 or something. I go to, my mom was still working at UIC, so she helped me schedule an appointment there. And it was really just like, <clears throat> excuse me, it was really just something of like, I, I knew the my past as far as like what I was taking and where I was coming from. And I just wanted to make sure that I was putting myself in the best position moving forward because I, I heard a lot of stories about people that, you know, took a lot of Adderall at a time in their life and then they tried to get off it and it was difficult. So I went in and they just wrote like, you know, some like slight anxiety or something. And so nothing really came of it. It was more of just like, here's some like exercises you could do, some like mental exercises. And if you want to go to some of these places, you can go there and, you know, didn't amount to much, but we had registered Lucy at the time for anxiety but the other thing that i didn't know when you registered animals was you get like this crazy open door policy with where they can go 
And so when I was signing this lease, I that kind of popped in my head and I was like, oh, I have an ESA. Does that do anything about the pet fee? And they were like, yeah, of course, you just have to provide uh, the documentation. So I used to have this little card that said Lucy and it was the ESA card and I couldn't find it. So today I actually had, had to end up re-registering her. But this time, because my dad actually was the one who kind of went through the process a couple of years ago, because it had timed up with, we were going on a trip too. So he just wanted to make sure that everything was figured out. And he had gotten her a vest too. Like <laughs> my dad, he'll, he'll like, if there's an opportunity to go to the above and beyond, he's there. And so he got the vest that had like embroidered uh, lovable Lucy. I, I don't know where that is anymore, but I mean, I, I even misplaced the card, but I swear it's somewhere. I think I might've packed it up. I packed a box and I didn't want to look to it, th- uh, through it too much. Cause I was like, Oh, this is just, this is getting out of hand. So I just go online and I'm, I re-register, but it was like a hundred bucks, but you know, I was like, well, that's interesting. So I, I did pay something but it wasn't the full fee, but still it was a shame because the card that she had said 2017. So the card I sent in today said 2021. And I was like, ah, it's whatever though. You know, I just couldn't, if they do ask, I'll point them to this recording and say, (laughs) just listen between, you know, minutes 17 and 21 for the full scoop. But so everything's squared away, which is good. And, you know, it's just, it's nice to, have just some of those like more stressful moments in life, like a move or, you know, getting some of those things sorted out and just getting them sorted out. And then that kind of weight gets lifted and, and you're back on track. And then you can kind of allow some of those those fresh ideas to come in and and enjoy the most of, of the now. One thing that I'm going back and forth on is the perspective I want to have as far as do I think ahead and forward think a lot like uh, strategically analytically uh, to think about you know um, certain financial statuses that I'll be at at certain points in my life or do I enjoy the fact that I am working hard now and the money that I'm making now is something that you have to enjoy life because there are few guarantees and if I become someone who puts my I don't know if it would be head in the sand because you are kind of staying aware of a lot and and you are planning. But if I become like, for instance, I was thinking about as I, I think I was making lunch or something and food was running low. I got to go to the grocery store and I was thinking about, ah, maybe I just like order something quick, like get something through Grubhub. And I was like, well, that stuff, that stuff starts to add up. And so then I thought, well, what if every time I go to the grocery store, I create like an Excel sheet for how much I'm spending at the grocery store. And then that way I can keep track of like, okay, this is how much on average. And then I was just thinking how much of my life at that point would be calculating compared to living because life to me at least, and there's probably there's definitely people out there that just get that thrill of life by being like, I calculated that receipt to the penny. I knew that that was going to cost me this. I love planning. Let's keep planning. For me, I view life as sometimes maybe that DoorDash delivery has to be delivered. Maybe you have to be a little bit spontaneous in what's going on. And so that's kind of where I don't know. I don't know. It's just something that I'm thinking about is what, what's this about? Ba- where does that balance lie for me? And is it okay to, you know, maybe I do focus on it a little bit more temporarily and then I can kind of back down and get back to, you know, just enjoying kind of having this like cyclical, you know, I mentioned that a lot. It seems to come up for me a lot is, is that balance, but also the cyclical nature of life. Like there is this this high and this low, not drastic because that's where things get kind of out of hand and then you're playing a lot more catch up than just kind of enjoying the, the ride for what it is. And that's another thing that I don't really do well is I don't enjoy the ride. I think that for some reason it's such a struggle for me to think that life is a ride because that means I'm just sitting there and I'm just kind of looking. 
And sometimes that's nice, but sometimes it feels like I'm not doing something that maybe I should be doing. And so I'm trying to throw some things in there. I think it's funny that the audiobook uh, app is called Audible. And maybe this is why they do it. I haven't done any research in it, so this is maybe why they they called this. But it honestly sometimes helps me throughout the day if I'm kind of in this this train of thought or or maybe I'm kind of in this loop and I audible and I think about maybe an audiobook that I'm reading. So it just allows me, and that's, I don't know, football, right? Like, <laughs> what what a meathead making some football analogy. But it honestly feels like I, I have like an audible. Okay, shift. Shift. There's an F there. Shift. <laughs> and, and then think about, you know, I'm working through this like massive 23-hour series of lectures, audible, with this professor who's just walking through. I mean, he started at the Big Bang, and then he started to go into the development of earth and its magma stage and and just how as i said the agrarian period which seems to be i mean it's you know what's interesting too is he was going through he started to talk about growth periods and how collective learning collective learning is the biggest tool that humans have so that we have in evolving as quickly as we have because it's this shared knowledge base and it's being able to kind of feed off each other a little bit as far as information and just keep evolving, you know, intellectually. So collective learning, which is really interesting because what am I using right now or what do I use every day if it's not this information, you know, rectangle? I wouldn't even say box. It's not boxy. I saw, so for future Curtis, May 12, 2021, recently, you saw a commercial for a Samsung phone that you can choose which way it bends. It can either bend horizontally or it can bend vertically. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Marketing brain kicks in right away because I do a lot of emails for work where I'm trying to figure out how do I get the information condensed, but also figure out what I need to do next as far as responses to information for just being efficient. You know, what what is something that's needed for this specific office or this specific team and how can I kind of derive the information that I have further? I see a company making one, technical, technically one phone, but two different types. There's going to be a lot of interesting information that comes out of there. Whereas leading up to that phone, it was always just one option. So a little skeptical, I'm going to be honest, a little skeptical of what we're going to see as far as based on the response they get from who orders, like not specifically who, I think that that's getting way too microscopic into like what is going to come out of that. But there's definitely a trend that's going to develop from what type of phone was ordered more, the one that closes like a book or the one that closes like a makeup, um, like with the mirror. And it's almost like the, the um, would that be, I don't know. Would that be horizontal or vertical? But interested. Very interested in seeing what's going to happen next. Twix. Kind of piggybacking off of what I was talking to Max about and all these damn candy options. Twix now is cookies and cream. Why does it seem like candy is eons away as far as marketing and advertising variety? What else? Maybe I'm not looking. You know what doesn't change? <laughs> like the fertilizer commercials, like Tufts or Scott's fertilizer. I feel like as I'm like thinking back to like commercials that it just always seems to be like the same feel. There's always that like, you know, family man who's like <laughs> pushing that green little spiral thing that just kicks the fertilizer everywhere. Scott's, we've got you. And they show that. You know, the other thing is allergy commercials are getting really good 
at giving you the visual of what clearing up your sinuses feels like. I saw one, I was watching and this guy had like this bubble around his head and then he took some allergy medication and then just like this huge wave, like if you ate like a peppermint patty, just blowing past you. And I'm like, I feel like my sinuses just cleared up and I don't even have allergies. And I'm just watching this commercial. They're getting good people. They're getting good, but it's fun. I, for the first time, I went out with uh, someone. We were, we were sitting in the bar, and I, some there was a basketball game on, there was a baseball game on, and then the commercials go, and I like locked in to those commercials because I was looking at it from just a completely different lens, and I was like, what? And there wasn't any sound too. I think that when you watch anything without sound or you can't even see the subtitles it's just really interesting because you have like those two senses gone so you're kind of just looking at it from a different light and I was just like what what's coming across to me right now what am I kind of like seeing what am I picking up on and it's just really interesting Michelin tires apparently has one of the most like innovative commercials (laughs) ever freaking tires these companies they're incredible I was filing a claim for the accident that happened in a rental car a couple weeks ago. Everyone's safe or airbags didn't even go off. So it's just kind of a great to, to be sitting here right now after how it happened. One thing I didn't mention in the other uh, recording where I kind of dove into it was this was like a 55 mile an hour road. So it wasn't like this was like 35 and I was like, oh no, something's going to happen. It was like the fact that this at the speed and what had happened in the situation and i saw the police report because i had to submit all this information to to geico to get the claim going and it was how i saw it and the witness saw it as it was but 55 miles an hour and i'm sitting here like okay left center right what am i doing so i was going through the insurance claim because right before I left for um, a trip this week, I go to my mail and I saw it was from the rental car company. So I was like, all right, let's just get this over with. Like, I don't know, because I've never been in this situation. So it was a learning experience for me, crashing a rental car and not being at fault and not taking the protection plan. So having to go through my own insurance, I wasn't too sure how the whole timeline was gonna pan out, but I opened the letter and it said, our review finds that we are not responsible or that you are responsible. And I called my dad <laughs> after having like this numbed out moment because I, I didn't call him until like 30 minutes after I read that. And my first thought was, so it was like close to $15,000 worth of damages, which I am never getting that <laughs> luxury upgrade because expensive cars cost a lot for their parts i mean duh right i mean that's the whole issue where it's like hey if you're driving behind that mercedes-benz give them a little bit more space because you crash that car that bumper is a lot more expensive than you know i'm not gonna throw any company under the bus but i see the you know the the total and i'm i'm like i got my suit on i've got my car packed i'm like okay so I didn't think I'd be like seeing that when I did. And I looked down at it and I just, in my mind, I go, well, I can make it work. <laughs> and I'm like leaving the apartment like, oh gosh, oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate. And so I'm just, but there's nothing I can do about it. And so that's kind of like, I saw it as an opportunity for me to see, okay, is all of this like, peaceful thinking is all of this like peace of mind you know mumbo jumbo type of life that I'm trying to live is it really amounting to a stressful moment where I react in that same light and I was driving I was getting on the highway I was just over like not even over and over again but it was just that feeling that would come up of like that that slight like I don't know and I wasn't expecting it, it was just sort of suppressed with like but what can I do about it? Because it, it happened. Like I can't sit here and try to like create the delusion of 
whatever I'd like to be the case because now I'm just wasting time from taking care of a situation that is very real. And so I just kind of took a beat and I was like, okay, so this is the reality. That's, that's fine. Because even if this is like hitting me at any level right now, this is nothing compared to some of the other situations that could be happening right now, or even some of the other moments in life that are happening at this same moment in time. I'm sitting in my car, safe, alive. I've got a day planned out. It, it was gorgeous out. What do I really have to sit here and be like, just feeling my blood boil? Like, like I can't, I can't believe this is a situation. There's, there's no point in that. I'm taking years off my life if I choose that route. So then I've got this paperwork with me and it had this sheet where it was like, fill out your insurance information. So that kind of gave me that. Okay. I was like, okay. So even though the wording was pretty bold, like after our review, you are responsible. And then I saw like, uh, give us the claim number for your insurance company. I kind of got a little, uh, calmed down by that I was like okay so they that maybe that makes sense but the word review after the dealership from the who had the car that was involved that day that I went back to like get their claim number which I really only needed the policy number and they were like we have some footage and it's compelling and then that's where I had the realization that what am I doing? Like, why am I getting <laughs> defensive about that? This is on the insurance companies. I'm not a lawyer. This isn't my job to like watch footage and be like, well, actually I see this. That's not my job. So I was, that kind of started kicking up again. And I'm like review, like, does that mean, but the ticket said I wasn't at fault. So then I call my dad again. My dad is like in a pinch, Call dad. In a pinch, call dad. In a pinch, call dad. My mom, very resourceful. You need to see, because my dad, he's lived so much and he's been through so much that situationally, he has pretty much navigated to some degree through a lot of life's moments. And I think that that's the bittersweet fact about when you do become someone who you can go to for some of those, you know, pieces of advice or, or maybe some suggestions is you have to go through it. You can't sit here and like speak on something that you don't know. Okay. Yes. I'm going to give you an answer, but I'm also going to give you more information because when I went through this, this is something that, that I wish I would have known at the time too. So I call him and I was like, all right, so this is the wording that they said. They said, after review, you are responsible immediately. He goes, no, dude, all that means is that <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> that's exactly how it went. No, dude. So this is what it meant. <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm glad I called you. That's amazing. So that, that started this like week of travel for me and I just kind of calmed down about it. But what I'm getting at is much like all the advertisements are like wild and how they just like get you is I'm going through the Geico app for like claims and as I'm clicking through it I'm like this is kind of like a little game like it's like were you the passenger no populates this whole new page um and it just starts going into like what were you using the vehicle for what color is the vehicle and then you have to click these like diagrams of like Tell us on the car where it hit. Now, I don't think that's the tone of this app, but as I just kept like populating like these big boxes with like just very, I felt like I was taking a multiple, multiple choice test. But the app, Geico, massive company. And they, and even as it's loading, it's flashing these icons of like, it's a little house, it's a motorcycle, it's a car. Because although I just use it for auto, Maybe I didn't know they covered home and motorcycles. And now they just got another plan out of me. So it's all those little details that I can't sit here and say after going through that experience, I can be that, you know, I, I can't be crazy enough to be pissed about it. Because if it weren't for a company like that to have the resources that they do 
to be able to help in the way that they did. I good. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't, you know what it made me think? This <laughs> is, oh, I can't believe this is coming up. So after the accident happened, and then I'm going through the hole where like they're trying to say that they've got some footage on it, and then, you know, uh, to see if it gets like overturned as far as who is at fault. I was thinking, like, <laughs> I don't know why it went to the West, like Wild Wild West era. And like, if you've got like a two horse buggy, or would it be a buggy? No, a two horse wagon, maybe, or just like the carriage. And somebody else has that, and you're going in, and you're going through town, and you're going through an intersection, and then like <laughs> your horse like rams into the cart, and then you stop, and you're like, "Hey there, partner, uh, you hit my you hit my carriage," and then they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't you tell me the barn that you're residing at, and then we'll sort this out." You never hear from that guy. <laughs> he's he's off in the dust. And I was just thinking, like, how in-depth would you have to go to be like, I'm going to, you know what? I got to fix this carriage. I've got to find that dude, and he's got to pay for this. What are they saying, dude, in the wild, wild west town? I don't know. Probably unlikely. But I was just thinking, oh, insurance companies and cell phones, right? <laughs> Oh, jeez. I'll reel it back in. Don't worry. I will reel this back in. But I don't know. I just thought that was really funny to me. So, you know, my life is more exciting than moving and getting into a car accident. I promise. I just know that those things are kind of examples of what happens when you do have some stressful things that are in your life. And sometimes those fresh ideas can't come up because you're just trying to chip through some of those things. And what I have found just recently with how much travel I've been doing and, and how much not only is it the travel that is a lot of the work, but it's also after the travel is done, you have to go back and kind of reconnect with whoever, you know, like I have to reconnect with whoever I spoke with, have a great recap and then, you know, use that to, to kind of catapult to the next thing and, and keep moving forward. And so what I found is the busier I am, there's again, this like bittersweet quality to it because you are almost so busy that you don't have time to stop and think. But because of that, you're producing, at least for me, is something like emails. So I get very caught up sometimes in how tone is coming across through an email because sometimes when because I, I had a, I actually had a blog for a little bit. Um, I took it down. I still have the domain, but I, I took it down because I it served its purpose. And I wrote kind of from a, a, a very interesting, true place for me. And it's kind of a, an underlying motivator for why I'm doing this. It's just this one is more I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable in my skin now. So this is kind of me saying, OK, now that I am, what can I do to to put some things in place so when I am older, I can look back and just be kind of proud that, and, and just appreciate the fact that I I took the steps to do some of these things. When I had the blog, it, it was more of, I was with UPS at the time and I was thinking about what my next steps were. And one thing that I've actually talked to Max about is who I am wasn't always necessarily how I came across as I grew up. And again, for like the eighth shout out for my dad, he always gave me kind of a hint that that would come up as I got older. I was with someone in college for three years and he brought up something because we were talking about, there was just a, it was a very unique situation where the my girlfriend at the time her family wanted to they they were offering me something that I was really eager about because I saw it as an opportunity to just solidify what I already felt with my girlfriend at the time and he said just take a second to assess the situation kind of wholly and don't just do something and don't make a decision based on what you think they'll think of you and when I was in it as much as I was, I really didn't understand that because it was me. 
right? Like I can't sit here and I, I, at the time I couldn't sit there and be like, well, of course I know I'm making the decision that I want because I'm, I'm me, I'm me in 2016. Like this is the, this is the best reasoning that I can come up with because it's me, I'm live. But looking back, there was so much, I don't know, it's either I wasn't looking close enough and this is, I I don't know, I'm, this isn't a cop out because <laughs> it's not that I don't understand it. This is truly kind of how it felt hindsight. I either wasn't looking close enough at some of the, the details of like why I was in the situation or, or whatever the case may be, or it was that I didn't take a step back, which I think is probably the more likely reason. And I didn't see it for kind of the big picture. And so the big picture for me now that I see things are when I wasn't making an effort to almost take a different step, whether it was going to be the step that I was firm in, or I just needed to see, maybe I don't, maybe I like that. Maybe I don't like that. Then there's no development taking place. And if I just go with the flow and I never take the second to actually question, is this something that I want to do or not? Then there's none of that chipping away at like, yes, that's, that's a a decision you made or, or no, that's not something you would like. And so when I was going through the decision to, with my ex-girlfriend at the time, to move forward with what they had kind of uh, presented to me, I was so ready to do it because maybe it was like, yeah, I thought that they would like me more, which is so shallow. But when I did the blog, that was one of those chipping away moments where it was finally a, a place where I don't I didn't know who was going to see it but it was it was me saying and for the first time because I remember that was what drove the entire creation of it and inspiration as I wrote in it was who am I in terms of what would I do if I just wanted to be liked, which would be not to type anything in it, not to post it at all. And then who am I in terms of if I could think about my life and all those moments where I wish I would have taken a second and had like a defining quality of me stand out instead of just whatever was going with the flow, what thought patterns, what mindset would start to come out of that? And so it was a great exercise for me to write all it out and to have like the funny little moments where I would say like, oh, overthinking and I would have these analogies for it. But that's sort of like, I don't know. I think it's it's just something that I I did to help me. And I think that that's sort of a piece of, of what this is. And so to be completely honest, I think that this all just ties into, you know, as I start to want a direction and I want to figure out, okay, what's next for me? Where am I going? And get some of those details down. I have to make like an action to do it. I can't just expect to wake up and be like, okay, great. I'm me. That's awesome. Life's just going to be exactly what me needs which I sound like a Neanderthal saying that. Life great, me need great things. God. Anybody watches The Office that sounds like Kevin Malone? There was an episode he did. Many little words save time. So the ending of this, I need to kind of reel it back into the fact that as I'm Speaking from this perspective now, 26 years old, getting some kind of adult things filtered out and starting to realize that there is, you know, what I'm saying now is if I'm choosing to, you know, take on the responsibility of being accountable for the words and the perspectives and the mindsets that I have, then... I've got to be ready for what I'm saying has weight to it. And I think if there's like a, a moment to just kind of be empowering it all on this thing is 
for anybody who is listening, and I hope that, you know, this will, will serve me some, some justice too. And maybe that's not the right phrase, but there's weight in what you say. And I don't care if you're ordering something at Starbucks for the sake of the only drive through I'm in consistently. Every, every way you say something, every way you respond, every, every tone that you have, there's weight in that. And this is me kind of seeing and hearing what that weight is. And then also saying, well, while I'm doing the exercise, why don't I create like a little bit of a memory bank? Why don't I go through some of the things that I'm experiencing right now so then I can look back at it and just kind of have those those funny moments where I'm like, wow, that's really like... I don't know either. That's really how simplistic my <laughs> my thinking was, or wow, that was pretty uh, you know, good for you, you know, way to way to be. So coming up on uh, fifty, I always you know it's a safe space to refer to the time. There's nothing safer than just looking at the time and and reporting on that. But coming up on fifty two minutes, just past fifty one. And I am excited for the first time I'm going to New Orleans. New Orleans. I've been told that I've got to go to some French places and that it looks European when I'm there. And I just hope I can find a pretty good place to run. Maybe, just maybe the hotel that I'm staying at is close to a gym membership that I have nationally. Trying to do it all. Trying to figure it out. Good night. Happy hump day. And for the love of all that is holy, enjoy every minute.